We've all been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. We're slowly learning that fact. And we're very, very pissed off. Ladies and gentlemen, um, uh, I, uh, I've been on a call uh, for supporting a thing that I don't want to support anymore. Oh, God damn it, I hate this job. Um, but actually, this part of the job, not the worst part of the job. Not really the reason I'm leaving. But we're going to talk about more of that later. But I just couldn't go to bed not at least doing something on this podcast because it is one of the few things in my life that I think is what I want it to be and uh, is fun and easy to do. But more of that later. It's Monday today. Who knows when this podcast will continue. For now, listen to Greta Van Fleet the second coming of Led Zeppelin. And for my money, good. If you're going to do a Led Zeppelin impression, I think we need more of that in this world. Please, bring it on. Take a listen. I know, right? Led Zeppelin. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I mean, yeah. Just give me more. That's fine. I, I'm totally cool with it. Uh, although I am a little annoyed that they use um, Gibson SG guitars, or at least one guitar. Uh, Jimmy Page, of course, famously played the Gibson Les Paul. And I'm just like, if you're going to do it, man, just do it. But whatever. All right. So, Greta Van Fleet. Uh, and oh, all these kids are like... 25 or something so you know the fact that they are a even know who led zeppelin is and you know and they've been you know not a band as long as these kids have been alive they've been not a band so uh good for them all right so i'm gonna do something so today is now tuesday we've gone ahead a whole day uh that that goddamn update last night wrecked my whole night you know i know people like working for startups Uh, fuck i don't know why though man i don't know why i mean it's super stressful um you know these guys oh they made so many bad decisions early on and i get why they made them like they were desperate they were trying to make a sale somebody was like whoa how about you do this and they're like great let's do that and they did it in a, in a way that was just completely unscalable. And now we're paying for it, right? <sighs> so anyway, okay. So <laughs> this podcast episode is going to be different than all the others. Why, you ask? Because we're going to start depressing and then we're going to get happier as we go along. As opposed to the other way around, which is where normally they go. Okay, so why do I hate this job? 
Um, there's obviously lots of reasons why I hate this job. You know, the, the whole staying up late and wrecking my night and, you know, all that jazz. That, that's a bummer. But, you know, I, I could conceivably just grit my teeth and be like, well, we're going to get past this, right? There's going to be a point at which we aren't doing this anymore. But the one thing that I can't get past, the one thing that I have had, right, the one thing I can't get away from is the fact that my coworkers don't really like me. Um, I have one coworker who aggressively dislikes me. Don't know why. Uh, and then the rest of them, it's not that they dislike me, but they don't particularly like me, right? Like, they've been out to drinks, I think, four times in five months, six months, whatever it, it is at this point. And, uh, you know, they, the, the crazy thing is they make no secret about the fact that they are... They, not me, they are going out to drinks, but... It, there's never like a, hey, anybody else who wants to come? Hey, Alan, are you coming? But there's a lot of like, come on, Phoebe, let's go, let's go. You know, and it's like, come on, are you coming, Phoebe? Let's go. And yeah, and it's just sort of like, oh, okay. And and what, what's really interesting about the whole thing is there isn't one, one of them that says, and we're talking about like 15 people. There isn't one of them that's like, oh, you know what? Alan seems like a cool guy. Maybe I'd like to hang out with him. Now, I know this sounds sort of weird and childish and like, oh, it's grade school all over again, or it's high school or junior high or whatever, and there's this click and I'm not part of the popular crowd. Yeah, maybe, I don't know, but it sucks, and I've had it. I No, I sorry, I didn't mean like, I've had it, I'm not as hell enough. No, I mean, I have had it, it being the good experience, where like, you know, you talk to your coworker about some crazy Nicolas Cage movie, because that's what it's really all about. Like, I don't really care if we got to drinks or not, but I want to show up to a workplace where I'm like, oh my God, you guys, I just saw the craziest thing, blah, 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 blah. And then they do the same for me, but there isn't that, right? And I've had that, but the problem is, is that there's no way to interview for that, right? Like there's nothing, there's nothing on, you know, a, a description that's like, well, these people are awesome and you, you know, there's no like personality app test or something you can take where like, you guys are a match. And I get it, right? Like, and this is the other thing. All of these people are nice, right? I think they're all really nice people. And it's just, you know, it's not their fault that they don't like me. They just don't. And uh, it's fine. I mean, it's not ideal. Um, and, but I, I have to, I have to want that, right? Like, it's, it's like a relationship. You know, it's like if you were dating somebody who, you know, there, there wasn't anything wrong with the couple, 
But there wasn't anything really right about it either. Like there was no magic, there was no spark, there was nothing there. But it's not like you guys ever fought. I mean, that's what this is. And then of course there's all the suck festy things about being in a startup. All right, well, I've, I've, been, I've been interviewing places. I got rejected by one, which is fine because the chemistry was definitely wrong there. I got another one that could be good, though. So, we'll see. Okay, so, um, I uh, was watching, I, I was, I wanted something a little more lighthearted to watch as I ate breakfast. And so, uh, I was watching the Joel McHale show starring Joel McHale. That's actually the whole title on Netflix and it's great. It's it is talk soup, you know, or or just what did they call it the soup after a while because it was less about talk shows. And it's great. And it's on Netflix and it's exactly that show and it's lighthearted and goofy and silly. And so I highly recommend it. Uh, but I ran out of those episodes. So I was looking around and I was like, "Oh, they have uh, Richard Pryor, a Richard Pryor concert you know, stand-up comedy film. Oh God, this is the most Zeppelin ever. Many places, but she's homeward bound. Bound. Anyway, so I was like, okay, let me put this on. Now, I have always said that comedy has an expiration date, and Richard Pryor is victim of that more than maybe anybody else. And so I put it on, and boy. Okay, so first of all, let's just talk about how insanely 1970s this whole thing is. Um, so first of all, he has an opening act, which you would never do today if you were doing a taping of a special, right? So he's got an opening act. His opening act is Patti LaBelle. And it says at the beginning, like, you know, just text, it's like, uh, Patti was the opening act. Due to time constraints, we couldn't feature any of her performances, which is fucking stupid, right? Like, you couldn't feature her performance because it's not about her. This special is about Richard, not Patty opening for Richard. Whatever. So, and, and then it was taped at some Long Beach theater, which you're like, why? Was this the only theater you could get in Los Angeles in 1977? I guess you could do the Hollywood Bowl, but who knows? Maybe the Philharmonic was... I don't know. But there's a... Like, like instantly, it's weird. Because people... There was an intermission between Patti LaBelle and Richard Pryor. So people are still walking to their seats. And Richard Pryor comes out on stage. It's like, wait, whose idea was this? And he like he goofs on him a little bit and he sort of makes it, you know, his own and he covers for it, but it's weird. There's a dude who runs up in like the first five minutes with like a one of those weird um, like long skinny cameras, like you know, it's like a it's like an, an extended version of one of those James Bond spy cameras. Um, they used I think 128 millimeter film. And they had, and it was a big cartridge, and you loaded it. In. Oh, and it has this really tall, like, 
flashbulb pyramid that comes out the top of it. And, and he starts, he's like, runs like right up to the stage and starts taking Richard Pryor's photo, which if you did that today, oh my God, that guy would get thrown out so fast and they'd just start the special over. But not Richard Pryor, he's like, you know, sit, sit down, sit your ass down. And, but it's so weird. But the whole thing is not funny. I watched, I don't know, about half hour of it. And I was just like, this is, I'm not laughing. And I, I don't know why. Uh, and, and, and people are losing their goddamn minds. They think it's the funniest thing they've ever seen. So I'm like, well, okay, you know, look, this is not for me. I'll just hop over to something else. I, and then I noticed that Chris Rock has a new special out called Tambourine. Now, what's weird about this is it is mostly the same subject material, right? It's all about like, like Chris Rock has a whole bit in there about how um, he's preparing his children for the real world by making them scared of everything that is white. Right. So, um, so, and Richard Pryor has this whole thing about, you know, getting shot by the, or uh, fear of getting shot by the cops. And, you know, you can't do this and that if you're black because, you know, white people will fuck your shit up. And, and it's, it's weird because it's, it's, I mean, it's sad too that it's the same themes, right? Like we haven't, progressed at all you know in the 40 years since these two specials you know the distance between these two specials but what's also interesting too is that the Chris Rock one is really really good uh, his closer kind of sucks but the rest of it is really good and the Richard Pryor one was so bad I had to just turn it off Police got a chokehold they use out here though, man. They choke niggas to death. That mean you be dead when they through. Right, you, did you know that? Wait, the niggas going, yeah, we know why for no, I had no idea. Yeah, two grab your legs, one grab your head, it'll snap. Oh shit, he broke. Can you break a nigger, is it okay? Let's check the menu. Yep, page eight, you can break a nigger right there, see? Let's drag him downtown, okay. So ever since my kids were born, I've been getting them ready for the white man. So everything in my house that's the color white is either hot, heavy, or sharp. <laughs> so my kids know when they deal with anything white, they gotta think about that shit. <laughs> They gotta contemplate this shit. Ooh, this napkin, okay. Should I wipe my mouth with it? Or is that what Whitey wants me to do? <laughs> ever, since I, ever since I was born, everything in my house, hot, heavy, or sharp, they sit on a white toilet seat, burn their ass. <laughs> Daddy, my ass is burning. It's white, motherfucker, it's white. That's what Whitey do. He burn your fucking ass. Pay attention. 
So, look, don't take my word for it. You know, go go out there, watch uh, all of these things on Netflix, and um, you decide. Okay. Oh, all right. So on a lighter note, um, I we were desperate to watch uh, anything uh, that Ayla would be interested in, uh, and it's it's a tough juggling experiment because you know you're you're all she wants to do is like watch you know guns and people getting decapitated and all this stuff, and you're just like, no, no, sweetie, no, we're not watching that. So finally, we settled on. Howie Mandel in the 80s classic Little Monster. I don't know what's up there, so now, uh, oh, I should also, oh, I'm sorry, Fred Savage and Howie Mandel as in Little Monster. So just to recap this movie, I'll just shorthand this movie for you. It is essentially Howie Mandel doing Beetlejuice. Right, like everything that Michael Keaton did as Beetlejuice, it's it's Howie Mandel doing, and uh, and it's it's pretty shameless. Um, there's at one point he says it's showtime, you know, it's showtime, you know, like Beetlejuice does, and you know, it's 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 like yeah, it's like Beetlejuice for kids, and it's it's interesting. I always love it when when you can see like a crazy cash grab and like see where the origins came from and like you know you can see all the hands and you know uh, uh, string uh, beautiful mind style like you know going between the posters my favorite though my favorite is obviously we all know my favorite is Krull which is Lord of the Rings meets Star Wars and like you know all the strings connect so this is just how he looks like what who's who's famous Howie Mandel Fred Savage uh, Beetlejuice okay and all the strings connect yeah so it's insane so I uh, I uh, you remember last time I was talking about that woman uh, you know, I made the 3D art, and then she made her 3D art that was like a thousand times better than mine. So, just recently, we had an event at the Ping Pong Club uh, called Spin in San Francisco. Spin is really interesting because they are basically designed for corporate events. Like, I think there's a couple of tables in the corner if you just want to play ping pong. But 99% of this is like, well, we have a roped off area for your company and you have private waitresses that come by and give you hors d'oeuvres and drinks. And and we've got a guy who will set up a corporate tournament for you and your other coworkers to play against each other. And he's got a whole bracket board and, you know, he's doing, well, this person plays this person and all this stuff. And it's, it's fantastic. But on... One of the walls, they have this giant neon sign that says, come play with me. And that is uh, the sort of uh, swan, not the swan song, the uh, love song, the siren song. That's what I was going for. Uh, One of my favorite podcasts, uh, My Brother, My Brother and Me, in which um, that's how Griffin, the the youngest brother, tries to encourage the other brothers to do improv with him, you know, uh, uh, cause sometimes 
you know, he'll bring something up and they'll just be like, that. And he's like, come play with me. Play in this space. Come play with me. So going back to my 3D art, I posted my 3D art. It got like 70 likes, some nice comments. I was like, okay, cool, feeling pretty good. Other woman comes in, fucking throws her 3D dick down. She gets like 700 likes immediately. But then I post this picture of come play with me. I'm getting over 500 likes. I'm like, what the fuck? And it just goes to show you like trying to figure out what people like is impossible, right? Like we all try to do it. We all try to like, you know, be content creators and what 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 are you gonna like and what are you gonna what's gonna you know jive with the rest of the people? No idea. None. No. Um <laughs> so um so it just yeah it just goes to show you, you know it's like what Bucky Sinister said in the Max Fun Con twenty seventeen episode. Like what what the uh, what the audience wants from you is really maybe not what you intended on doing. Okay, so uh, let's talk about The Last Jedi. Um, I'm not gonna, there's no, gonna be no spoilers in here. Uh, and in fact, you know, there's been a lot of things written online about, uh, you know, uh, oh, I loved it, I hated it, whatever. Um, my take on it is I'm really sort of taken aback by just how weirdly jokey it is right it's it's there's a ton of like weird gags in that movie that if it was any other movie i'd be totally on board with right like if you're gonna throw that crap in guardians of the galaxy i'm all in but the fact that it's star wars and star wars has you know it kind of uh it's, it's like it's got its own rhythm, right? Like, this is the thing. You know, once you have an established series, I think, you know, especially one that's super, super uh, uh, beloved, like, trying to go outside that arena is really hard. And I don't know why you would do it, right? Like, obviously, if you are directing this thing, you love that thing. Right? Why would you want to change it from what that thing is? It's the same thing with James Bond with me, you know. I, I love the formula. I love, you know, James Bond gets his gun, not his gun, gets his gadgets from Q and he gets a car and he gets a Bond girl and yeah. And he gets a martini shaking not stirred and then he gets captured. But it's cocaine, man, because <laughs> he's still got 28 gadgets like shoved up his rectum or something. And, you know, he can, he's always he's always in charge and he's going to get out, right? Like, this is what I hated about this most recent Star Wars movie is it just didn't feel like a Star Wars movie. And there's another uh, moment in the film where we see... Uh, this is a little minor spoiler, but if you saw the other one, the, the Force Awakens, you knew it was coming, where you go inside Snoke's palace not palace in, in the room that he hangs out in and it looks it looks weird right like it I, I mean frankly it just looks bad but but it looks 
bad in a way that's not even Star Wars bad. It's just like weird and fucked up. And you're like, this is dumb. Why did you do this? So, uh, oh, the other big problem I have with the Star Wars movie is it is long, man. It is two and a half hours long and you feel every goddamn second. Uh, oh, but I have to say though, as, as hard as I am on the Star Wars, Oh, I have such a hard on for Star Wars. That's my tauntaun. That's also me with a boner. Miriam knows to hide in the closet as soon as she hears that. Just like, where's the cat? Everybody hide. Okay, so... Um, there are some badass moments, right? There are some really freaking cool moments uh, that would be spoilers. Um, actually, one that I that's not a spoiler that I just thought was really neat was this. They're, they, they're trying to get all the X-Wings together um, and before they can jump to, uh, to light speed. And that uh, Poe just comes in hot, like right in the landing bay. Just like this crazy 180 and sets it down. And then they, bam, there they go. It's like, yeah, man, that's badass. For the most part, though, meh. Yeah, it's, it's not great. Okay, so I promised you some good news. So I got two pieces. Two pieces of good news. I actually... One and a half. I don't, I don't even know what the hell to make of this one. So, I, I, the other day, I, I took the day off from work to go interview at other companies. I, I was doing one interview, you know, after each other, back to back. And not just like a, you know, like, oh, one hour and then you're gone. No, each one was three hours. But in both interviews... What I was really doing was sort of pitching how great it was at AOL, the last company I worked for. And I just loved the people and we all got along and we liked each other. And it was, I just kept like hammering it over and over again. And then um, on my way to the ping pong event, from, oh, that was another interesting thing. At the ping pong event, I was like, okay, I'm gonna stand here and I'm just gonna see how many people come and talk to me. I'm not gonna go talk, I'm not gonna seek anybody out, I'm not gonna look for anybody, because this will really be the measure of like, who likes me, what they think of me, you know, would they wanna socialize with me? Um, I had one person that I sit very close to come up and said, Oh my God, you're here. I thought you took the day off. And I was like, yep. And then I, I don't know, I turned around and got some food and she left. And I was like, okay, well, there's that. And then, um, and then there was a, 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 a lovely Asian woman who talked to me a lot. And then there was a girl with a bad dye job who I had many conversations with. But basically, I would say I would boil it down to two people. And I was like, wow, okay, this is what we're doing. All right. Uh, and then, um, uh, so, but on my way from that interview to the event, I ran into 
an old AOL person. I didn't know him very well, and he was obviously late for something, so I didn't say anything, but I was just like, oh, hey. He's like, hey. And then, but he recognized, he, he said hi to me first. And so I was like, oh, cool. And then on my way home from the event, I get on BART, and there's another guy there. Uh, not somebody I knew very well. He was one of the engineers. And I talked to him for the entire ride home. We all stood up. I don't know if that was a good idea. That was not, that was not a good idea. I'm just going to say that right now. Um, but it was weird. It, I mean, look, I, it doesn't mean anything. I, I just love a good coincidence. But boy, howdy, what a weird coincidence that I have been just singing the praises of my time at this job. And then on the same day, within hours, I am seeing two people, two, not one, two people from that very same job. That's weird, man. I mean, it, it just like, I know it doesn't mean anything, but damn it, I just, I can't shake how weird that is. And maybe that's just, you know, the universe telling me like, yeah, that's, you're, you're on the right track, man. Like that thing that you want, that's worth, that's worth looking for. You know, you, you, you remember you had that. And then finally, here's the actual good news. So, um, every year, Jimmy Pardo on the, does this thing called the Pardcast-a-thon, where he raises money for Smile Train, which is an organization that provides um, uh, surgeries for young, young children with cleft palates uh, for kids who, you know, families that can't afford it. Uh, so he, uh, Jimmy, uh, has a very successful podcast called Never Not Funny, and he gets uh, his celebrity friends to auction stuff off, you know, for the auction. So uh, this this year, and, and, and in previous years, Doug Benson uh, auctioned off uh, a, a chance to be a guest on his podcast. So if you are not listening to Doug Benson's podcast, uh, Doug Loves Movies, I highly recommend it. It's one of the gateway comedy drug podcasts that I recommend for people because it's really structured. It's within a set time period, and uh, it, it's, it's got a really good, solid format, and it's really funny. So uh, if you're not listening to that, I highly recommend it. And I had... And listened to episodes in the past where people had won this auction and they had been on it. And goddamn, man, if you are not an actual member, I mean, it's not like you just like walk on and say hi bye. Like you are really there doing it. So you can tell where this is going is I won the auction. So uh, I am going to be a guest on Doug Loves Movies, which is fantastic. Now I. I this, this whole episode has been the most uh, first world problems-y type of episode, uh, especially this ending wrap-up, because obviously I have some disposable income. Disposable income where I get to spend it on some shit. And, you know, I... I always seem to spend money more when I have a job that I hate because I'm like, 
God damn it, I hate this job. I'm gonna, you know, make it worth it. And which is, doesn't make any sense because I'm only screwing myself. But anyway, so I don't know. I don't know yet when this is gonna happen. Um, uh, I, Doug uh, emailed me this morning and he was like, hey, you know, you wanna come down to LA or do you wanna do it the next time I'm in the Bay Area? You, you tell me. So uh, I, I, in, in times past, I have gotten to, uh, I'm not me, but the, the winner of the auction gets to pick the guests. And so I'm going to try and pick guests. Obviously, you know, availability being what it is. I'm going to try and pick um, people that have, you know, ha have been on the show before, know all the games, because that's one component of the show is there's a game show to it. And uh, I'm going to hopefully pick people that I, I mean, I'm going to pick people that I really, really like and respect and think are super talented and can't wait to be with on stage with Doug Benson. Fuck, man, that's, that's pretty crazy. I, 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 yeah, um, yeah, I'm digging it. I, fuck, I was so super nervous during the end of that auction too. eBay really just drags it out, man. You know, it even tells you like, it doesn't give you a seconds countdown. It just says less than a minute. And so you're just like, refresh, refresh, refresh. Ah, so nerve wracking, but so worth it. So now I'm spending the bulk of my time rehearsing in my shower, uh, thinking about what I might do on stage and who might be on the panel with me and all that good stuff. All right. So, oh gosh, I got a vamp for another 13 seconds as Greta Van Fleet finishes their last song. And there we go. All right, so from me, from the music of Greta Van Fleet and Bright Brown, let's do this one more time. Till then!